from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia. Welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women, proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. And welcome back, friends, to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierch Marmalejo, and you know this is the series that salutes and recognizes women leaders making an impact. Today, it is my great pleasure to introduce our guest, Candy Hilliard. She is the owner of American Family Protectors here in Gwinnett, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Candy. Thank you. Nice to be here. I love the idea of this show, so it's my honor. Well, you came highly recommended by several of our, our friends. We'll give them a shout out really quickly. So Steve and Julian, Mike Salmon, and also Dr. Bill Lampton oh, nice. all nominated you to be on the show. Great. So I look forward to our listeners getting to know you. But first and foremost, share um, the depth and breadth of American Family Protectors with those who are listening that are unfamiliar with what you do. Okay. Well, we're an insurance agency, and we offer health, life, and home and auto insurance, and I've been in the industry for about 26 years now, so uh, I have grown with it and um, feel like I'm a, I'm a veteran, I guess, now at 26 years. But we like to work with small business owners and individuals who need help with their health insurance. Um, that's a much-needed area right now and very confusing. And as a broker, I work with all the carriers in the marketplace, so I, I get to work as more of a consultant and bring the product to the client and customize it for them. I know the world of insurance can be daunting for some. I'm one of those people. <laughs> so as a guide, you kind of help navigate through the process, and you said you create a tailored fit to the specific needs. Correct. And we um, do an annual evaluation with our clients. So once, you, um, once we find what fits you, we know that life changes. And so we're able to come in and um, offer different products each year you know, as needed. And as a broker, what I love about that is not just the consultant uh, approach, but that the clients can stay with me. You know, insurance companies change, rate increases happen, but we're able to then take it back out to market. And so they can continue uh, to keep their broker and keep their agent. And even though we're able to move them to a different company if needed. That's paramount for the relationship that you have already developed with that client. Um, keeping them and being able to serve them in a multitude of ways rather than feeling like they have to just hop and hop and recreate that personal relationship that you've developed. Correct. And we're all about service. Uh, it is, a, I think, um, a large part of why I've been in this business so long is the longevity of my clients and relationships and referrals. A lot of our clients, if I always say if you, uh, if you help somebody solve their problem and give them good service, they will tell others about you. And that's certainly been true uh, for me. I would agree 100%. Um, before we move beyond what you do in the world of insurance, I know that throughout your tenure, you added on home and auto. And I'm curious, what inspired you to kind of increase your portfolio or offerings? Yeah, we started out, I started out in health and life insurance. And I started out my first year as a captive agent, meaning that I just worked for one company. It was an association that worked with business owners. And it worked really well for me. Um, however, I quickly learned that as insurance companies change, clients will be loyal to you if you're able to bring that product to them. And so I become a broker. I went out and found other carriers and uh, worked as a broker as opposed to a captive agent. And home and auto was something that I added. There was a need there for my clients. And there was a big change in the health insurance industry um, with Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. Most people have heard about that uh, in 2010. And so when that happened, 
um, it really affected my business as a whole. But I knew my clients were loyal, and I knew that if I could bring another product line in, um, that they would appreciate that and offer me um, the ability to work with them in that area because the service had been really good and I had that established relationship. And it really allowed my agency, agency to survive um, all the commission structure changes and things that happened with Obamacare. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you have change and it ends up being a gift uh, once you uh, weather the storm, if you will, and, um, and get to the other side. And so... It's been a great, uh, a great product line for us. Well, congratulations on pivoting and understanding the needs of your clients and, and being able to offer that service to them. I know that you serve the Gwinnett and surrounding areas and your office is located in Sugar Hill. Um, for anybody listening that would like to learn more, how can they find you? Oh, well, um, they can visit my website, which is um, A as an American, F as in family, P as in protectors, afpquotes.com. Perfect. Thanks, Candy. I'm curious because I know you through the Chamber of Commerce and we've done some networking together and that is definitely a passion of yours. I think you and I share a, a common bond in being connectors and I can see how that directly relates to relationships, referrals and the community within what you do. I'm curious what inspired you to get into the world of, of insurance. It was certainly not uh, in the forefront of my mind whenever it happened, but I had been a business owner myself, and I'd struggled with health insurance and benefits, and um, so knowing that firsthand, I, the first company I worked with was an association that helped business owners find um, insurance and, and benefits, health insurance mainly. So that is how I first got started. And then when I sold my business, I wasn't sure where to turn. So I thought of as a business owner, what were some of my main um, obstacles and pains that I had? And so I chose insurance. Um, my first year in the business, you know, it's always the survival of the fittest the first year. But I actually did really well. And I learned that insurance wasn't just selling. Insurance was helping. And that was something that resonated with me. I was able to help my clients make decisions that were huge to them and had a huge impact on their life and giving them you know, peace of mind and security. And so I just started approaching it from, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Service. I'm curious, what business, what type of business did you own prior? Oh, it was some salons. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah. Totally different than insurance, but that was uh, kind of my first, first world and first life. Well, kudos to you for identifying a need as a business owner and then solving that um, later in life. Right. So you have a team that you lead, and um, what does your team consist of? Well, with um, we get really busy. I share an office with a tax planner, and they're really busy the first uh, quarter of the year, of course, and I'm really busy the last quarter of the year. So I have an assistant that works with me. Um, she is a licensed agent, and she helps me get through my busy times and helps me with behind the scenes, uh, talking with clients and giving them guidance as needed. It's a big part of our servicing. We don't just sell you a policy and then leave you. Uh, we're here to make sure that when you use that insurance, uh, that we're here to help walk you through that as well. And so she's a big part of that success. Very nice. Well, shout out to that young lady. <laughs> Um, let's shift gears and talk about participation within the community. I want to congratulate you as a new Gwinnett Chamber ambassador. I'm excited. I would love for you to share with those who might not be local or understand what that entails a little bit about what you look forward to doing in that role. 
Yes. So the Gwinnett Chamber is one of the largest chambers that we have in the United States. And so I'm so lucky to have it right in my backyard. And I think I already do what the ambassador is supposed to do, so I might as well just take it a step further. But they're all about champion, championing businesses here in Gwinnett. And there's a lot of business owners that come in. Some are established. Uh, some are new business owners. And we're there really as an ambassador to help mentor them. And I've been in the uh, Gwinnett Chamber for 12 years now, so I um, know a little bit of the in and outs. And I love it because I'm able to connect people. They may not need what I do, but they're going to need what somebody else does in that in that room. So the more I know and the more people I know, the more I can make those uh, connections and help them navigate the, the Gwinnett Chamber. How are they going to be able to be successful? What tools do they have at their fingertips that they can use? And so, um, like I said, I do that naturally, but I'm excited about working with other ambassadors and, and, and doing it a little more officially, I guess. I will look for you with, <laughs> at the events. Um, out of all of the offerings in the programs, because there's so many, you mentioned it's a quite a robust chamber. What would you say has been one of the most beneficial events that you participated in? You know, were you at Gwinnett Working this morning? I was. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> Love Gwinnett Working. We also have the Chairman's Club. We have After Hours, mm -hmm. On Topic, Lunch and Learns. Out of all of those silos, what would you say that you have found to be the most beneficial to you yourself and also your organization? I do enjoy the Friday networking events. Um, they change those up each Friday so it's something new. And today was like table topics. So you take a, a topic and you discuss it with other businesses. And some of it is talking about your strengths and weaknesses and how you're overcoming obstacles. And that is huge to be with other businesses that are that are up against some of the same obstacles that you are and you're all working and learning from each other. And I never leave that room without either meeting someone that I want to have lunch with and, and know more about or learning something from something uh, maybe that somebody else said as we were discussing um, ideas. So you leave with an idea. If I leave with an idea and a business card, um, then, then I'm happy uh, about that. But there are just a lot of different things. The after hours is fun. It's a little um, not as uh, strict or uh, there's not a schedule. You mm -hmm. just kind of meet you know, different people casual. and it's casual, yes. And um, so those are some of the things that I like. They have a, a, a women's lunching mm -hmm. that you can go to and meet other, if that's what you want to do, other women in business. And they always have a great speaker there. So again, you, you go in and you always learn something. Isn't that program called GLOW? GLOW, thank Love you. That. I couldn't come up with that. that leadership, organization, women? Right. Something along those lines. Right, right. <laughs> Well, you also um, participate in the Swanee Business Alliance, and I was chatting with you about an uh, event that you and I met at not too long ago. What other beneficial networking groups could you share with our listeners that are here within the community? Well, there's um, Swanee Business Alliance, and of course, there are other chambers other than Gwinnett Chamber. Um, there are... Um, closed networking groups that a lot of business owners do here. And that's just a matter of, you know, finding one that fits you. But that that's more where you work with a, a board of other business owners and um, you have your own spot depending on what you do as a business. Like and B&I? Yeah, kind of? okay. some of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's all different kinds. Uh, but Power Core, I think, is another. Yes. But, you know, it's a different type of networking there. Um, so, you know, just depends on what you're what your taste buds are, yeah, what mm -hmm. you're looking for. 
Um, you kind of brought me into my next topic and we were talking about professional development you're talking about meeting people. And I know that you yourself mentioned, uh, benefiting from a business coach and I'd love for you to share that experience. Yes. I, you know, I think a lot of business owners feel like, well, maybe I'm too small uh, for a business coach or why do I really need a business coach? I'm one of those that I'm always open to learning and learning from others, and understanding that I can only see myself from one perspective. So I'm always open to letting someone else inside and, and showing me um, how to navigate different obstacles in, you know, in my business, which we all go through. And so I started working with, can I mention yes. her name, yes. please? Uh, Jane Bishop from Take the Next Step. I met Jane at Sugar Hill Business Alliance, and right away we had a connection. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working with her, I think, gosh, for four years now. And her, you know, Take the Next Step is all about pushing through obstacles. Um, but I've learned a lot about myself, what what to, uh, what to I'm good at, and what I need others to work with me so that my agency can uh, function well and function at its best. Uh, she's helped me a lot with putting in systems uh, in place so that so that the business runs smoothly and just uh, my goals and you know personal life and business always goes together at some point and so just working with me on my goals she always asked me what's your why mm-hmm. don't forget your why I and had that on my sheet to ask you <laughs> <laughs> I think that we do I mean running a business and even our personal life you know you have to really be guarded of why you're doing what you're doing you don't want, just want to you know blow through life and and, and not know where your direction is. So I think that uh, understanding the runway before me is a little shorter than the runway behind me. Ooh. I want to make sure that I'm living uh, with intention. Shout out to Jane. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, We were on a Zoom, what would you call it, um, maybe class that she offered that right. was during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I, I found a lot of the information that she shared very useful. So I'm glad that you're able to benefit from her services. What would you say was one of the biggest takeaways that you could share from your four years of experience with Jane? Um, I would say time management. She's really taught me, like I said, to be intentional, uh, to be focused. You know, how do you do that? How do you not let the chatter of life, if you will, get in, in the way of what you really need to be intentional about? And um, again, the power of why, you know, if I come to her with an idea and I love to be able to bounce it off of her, mm-hmm. she's always going to ask me, does this fit with your goals? Is this really in line with what you've told me that you want to accomplish? And so she challenges me in that way. And I'm able to take a step back. And sometimes I take that idea off the plate because mm-hmm. no, the answer is it doesn't match what I'm trying to accomplish. So she keeps me on the right uh, pathway. You mentioned pushing through obstacles on more than one occasion, and I'm curious if you'd be willing to share an obstacle that you successfully pushed through. Sure. I think there's many that I can think of. I can think of business and personal life. Um, I would say that in my business was certainly when Obamacare started, the government was involved in insurance and it totally changed the marketplace. So again, I was able to add the product line overcome that. I knew that my clients would be loyal to me if I was loyal to them. And so I was able to overcome that. I think in my personal life, the biggest obstacle I've ever had by far is I was married for 25 years and I am a widow. Uh, My husband passed and that was about 12 years ago. And so with that, I had to continue to run my business. Um, I had to reinvent myself a little bit. I think when those big things in your life happen, there is a gift there if you can see it. And it's, it's hard to see it initially. 
But after a period of time, I understood that um, I was grateful that I had a business that was going to allow me to be financially secure. I work with a lot of women that are going through divorce or they've been widowed and they don't always have the financial security. There's a lot of decisions they have to make. So going through that just allowed me to also be very passionate about working with those folks Mm -hmm. because I understand what that feels like to be confused or to not know what the next step is. And um, so... So I enjoy working um, with those clients. I think a lot of my clients feel that way, you know, in life, that when they come in the insurance world, they, they don't quite understand, um, uh, you know, what to do. So, so that was two big obstacles in my personal life and in my career. Thank you for sharing. And your passion is evident, and I'm sure that your clients appreciate that position of empathy that you can come from to help them. Candy, before we um, take our commercial break, I'm going to tee our listeners up for when we return, we're going to learn about some of your interesting travels. Mm-hmm. And we will be right back after this word from our sponsors. NEMA is a full service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing, or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com. All right, and welcome back, folks. It is your tongue-tied host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, in studio with Candy Hilliard, the owner of American Family Protectors. Candy, before the break, I told the listeners that we were going to talk about some exciting things. You are a traveler. You enjoy traveling, and you've done some cool stuff. Um, I think so. I do enjoy (laughs) traveling for sure. I um, have always been interested in meeting other people from other countries and just um, the culture, the food, the language has always just been exciting to me. And so one of my um, goals very early on was to to travel a bit. So I have, I've, um, I love Europe. So I've been to uh, France and Switzerland Mm -hmm. and Germany uh, and Austria, and that's some of my European uh, traveler travels. And I love all of Europe. I can't get enough. <laughs> when you were traveling, obviously, you know, most of the countries you can just speak English and it's fine. You can get by. Mm-hmm. Um, did you experience any hiccups in navigation or communication as you were kind of touring these different parts of the world? No, usually they do speak English, and um, but it's a different English, right? Because I was traveling in Switzerland, and there was a lady there from Kentucky, and I can tell you that as Americans, when we see each other and we're in another country, you know, there's an instant bond, right. especially from Kentucky, the South, like me. Yeah. Um, so we bonded, and the lady that was um, at the hotel desk, I learned to try to speak very clear. I understand I got to 
you know, take all my Southern. words out. And yeah. And uh, so she told me, she goes, I can understand you, but I can't understand her. And I kind of laughed. I said, well, I'll let you know what she said. <laughs> I'll be she the interpreter. For, yeah. She forgot to take the accent out, but, uh, <laughs> but that, and uh, the other thing that I, that a uh, funny story that, uh, that I like is that whenever you order food, it's not Burger King. You know, you got to be very careful and it's not, uh, they prepare food a certain way for you to appreciate. So mm. you don't want to start saying, you know, I don't want this or can you hold that? So I learned that early on uh, just to enjoy the food as they prepare it. <laughs> what is the saying when in Rome? Right. What is the most unique thing that you had cuisine wise on your travels? Oh, gosh. Um, there's just so much. I'm not sure. I, I went to uh, Lyon, France, which is, you know, the Lyonnaise food uh, comes from there. Um, so I ate so much food, I couldn't narrow it down to, to <laughs> one, but uh, it's all very, very good. And the wine, of course, is, is wonderful mm. in France. And uh, I was never a wine connoisseur, but whenever I got back, I drank some really nice wine there, not knowing it. And when I got back the first time, I said, yeah, I'll take your house Chardonnay, and they gave me the glass, and I drank, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Costco wine. <laughs> um, and you mentioned something about you went to the Olympics as well, right? I did. Being in 96? Yeah, I was born and raised here in Georgia, and when we got the Olympics, what an exciting time that was for me as a native to see that. And uh, my sister-in-law worked for a corporation, so she was able to get some nice corporate tickets for us at a great price. And I went to uh, gymnastics, and I went to boxing, which I'm a boxing fan. Cool. So that was just so uh, exciting to be able to attend such a big sporting event right here in my hometown. I was, I think, 10 years old <laughs> at the time. I avidly remember it. So fun fact here about Gwinnett, you know, you came and visited us in our old studio, which was located in the Sinesta Hotel. Right. So the Sinesta Hotel has 281 guest rooms, and they erected a whole entire suite of rooms to accommodate the influx of people coming to town for the 96 Olympics. Wow. Now, at the time, the hotel was a Marriott, so they're the one that took took that on but they essentially built more rooms for everybody that was going to be coming to Atlanta yeah there were so many changes in in our city and I think that that opened us up as an international city we had so many people that then moved in um, uh, that even the downtown Atlanta area to live and uh, so it, it was a lot of changes after the fact well, I forgot to mention, you might have, but Candy is a Georgia native. So in the earlier part of your life, you spent some time in Decatur, Georgia. I did. Decatur, where it's greater. <laughs> I'm curious how you found your way to Gwinnett. What brought you to Gwinnett? Well, after um, growing up in Decatur, I actually spent some time on the south side of town. We talked about that mm -hmm. out by the airport area. And... Um, the north side of town was just really uh, thriving at that time. So I decided to to move to the north side. And I lived in Alpharetta for over 15 years. And I still have an office over there. And decided that um, Gwinnett, the reason I moved to Gwinnett is the, the builder, really. I was looking for a home, and I followed a builder over here. And I was very uncertain of Gwinnett and how that was going to work for me. And I have to say that the community here to get, you can really get connected here if you want to. Swanee Business Alliance, I met so many business owners and officials and mm -hmm. uh, mayors. And, you know, you can really meet the people that run our community here. And I love that. So I'm, I'm here uh, to stay. <laughs> what is the, the saying? They say Gwinnett is great. 
Yes. Isn't that what they say? I agree. We do love our town. <laughs> I want to circle back around to some things professionally. I'd be remiss if I didn't recognize you for some of your Best of Gwinnett 2019 through 2022. Correct. Wow. Also, I'm curious, can you share more about the Marketplace Circle of Champions? Three years you have been awarded, and I have no idea what that is. Okay. Well, we talked about Affordable Care Act and Obamacare and how that first started and what an obstacle it was. Well, they give recognition to agents that have embraced it, who are helping people get enrolled and helping people get tax credit and subsidies, which is what that's about. Um, and so they just, it's just a recognition that they give out to agents that are participating and, uh, and helping enroll folks. Very nice. <laughs> and also you were honored in Swanee Magazine, Faces of Swanee, for your contributions to the community. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll have to pick up that edition. <laughs> Tell me some of the contributions to the community that they um, highlighted you for. Yes. Well, I think that, again, getting plugged into some of the business alliances that's offered in our community, business owners here really want to give back. And we do that really well uh, with golf tournaments. I'm always excited if there's a golf tournament because a lot of those proceeds go to the community. So I served on the board of the Swanee Business Alliance and we um, uh, and the Sugar Hill Business Alliance. I just served on the board there. And as we're able to raise money through other business owners, that money through the golfing charity events, uh, businesses can sponsor that. And then that goes back out to our community to do a lot of um help here locally with education and women's organizations. Workforce development. Yes. I love that. Giving back is, is one of the things that we, we do well here at Business Radio X. And I'm sure I've seen you at some of these golf tournaments. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I often volunteer. I don't golf. I volunteer to sign everybody in and, and help in any way that I can. But my golfing is, is not good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that great either. Best ball I can do. And we're not going to be using my ball. Candy, I want to come full circle. You mentioned that Jane kind of holds you accountable and she pushes you through your obstacles and she consistently asks you, what is your why? Earlier on in the interview, I asked you what inspires you, but I'm curious because we've talked about it so much. What is your W-H-Y? That's a great question. I think that it is... Um I think that I always go back to wanting to help others in some way. You know, we have to, in life, we have to financially get by, right? We have to have financial uh, reward in order to live and, and, and have a good life. But there's a lot more to that. Whenever I have a client who thanks me, a client who says, you made such a difference, that is such a huge reward. And it's why I continue to do what I do. Because financially, we can do a lot of different things in our life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but, but that is my why, is to, to serve my clients, to serve my community in any way that I can, um, to live life to its fullest, because I wake up every morning, as you can imagine, after my husband passed, I wake up every morning very grateful for every day that I get. And I start my morning off with a cup of coffee, and uh, I listen to the birds. That is my therapy for some reason. I have a bird feeder out uh, in, in my front, and I listen to the birds and understand that there's, you know, there's nature, and there's God, and there's so much more to life, um, and there's other people besides just what we do for a living. So... That's how I start my day, and I, I think helping others is the big reward for me, and it's my why. 
I love that. What you mentioned about just the quiet time with nature is, is truly essential. You know, people will refer to it as being grounded, you know, being without your technology. It's so important to just have those moments of peace and you can just kind of, you know, center yourself. Yes. If you will indulge me, I would like to play a game. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw out some, some words and I'm curious to what your definition of these words are. Okay. Okay. So first of all, tenacity. Pushing through. Very tenacious. <laughs> Resilience. Surviving and thriving. And grace. Mm, forgiveness. Thank you. <laughs> I love getting everybody's take on it. It's amazing how people understand certain words and what they mean to them. Candy, I have enjoyed our time together, and I told you I wouldn't hold you captive for too long. So before I wrap it up, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners that I might not have mentioned? Um, not that I can think of. I think you've covered it well, Amanda. Um, I think that uh, one of the quotes that I would like to uh, leave with is, um, and this is from Robin Sharma. I'm a motivational book junkie. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one of the things that he says that I really like is what you are becoming is more important than what you are accumulating. So I'd like to leave the audience with that. Can you read that one more time? What you are becoming is more important than what you are accumulating. Wow. That's great. <laughs> and I'll have to look up Robin Sharma. Yeah. Sharma. He yeah. Said? Shout out to him. I Sharma. read his book during COVID <laughs> and uh, been a fan ever since. Very nice, Candy. Thank you so much for joining us on Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I've truly enjoyed getting to know you further. For those of you out there listening and you'd like to connect with Candy, I'm going to be so bold. She is on LinkedIn, as am I, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo and Candy Hilliard. Thank you so much for joining us and for our team, Mike and Dan. You know this is Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X. <laughs>